Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I am your host, Corey. Welcome back, guys. Uh, been on vacation, and I am back. Hoping to get a few more episodes recorded here. I'm hoping to get a few more questions. I did post uh, the other day on social media about uh, submitting more questions. I have run out. I actually, um, there's some that are overlapping that I might touch on again, and there's been some that have been submitted um, that are similar to other episodes that I've done. But if you have any more questions, just shoot them over to anxietywad at gmail.com, and I'll get them on the show. But first, this episode is brought to you by Dream State Meds. Once again, go to their page and select anything that you may see that you want to try. Um, I use a topical and the uh, sublingual, which is the stuff that you put underneath your tongue. The topical is um, you just put it in a spot where you're a little bit sore, that you might need it for recovery, and then use the code ANXIETYWAD, one word, to get a 10% discount. So dreamstatemeds.com, go check their stuff out. Got wonderful stuff in there. So we went to Des Moines. I live in Minnesota, and it's about a six-hour drive, and well pending stop so it ends up being about right around seven hours and about uh with maybe three hours left our air conditioning went out and if you're in the midwest you know what that meant for wednesday and thursday and friday it was about 3001 degrees out with 175 percent humidity yes that is embellishing a little bit but that's what it felt like and so anywhere we went we were sweating and we went and dropped into a few boxes down there. We went to CrossFit Waukee, and then we also went to CrossFit Max Oxygen. And when you get done with the CrossFit class, you're sweating anyways. Um, and you know, you usually sweat for a good half an hour, 45 minutes after the class as well. But I was just drenched. Like I would sit on my clothes and pretty much soak through those as well as we were driving. Um, so we ended up switching cars with uh, my father-in-law. He was generous enough to let us use that. Thanks, Don. And uh, so we got a little Toyota Camry instead of the Grand Caravan family van. So that was that was an interesting uh, trip down there. We ended up going to the pool on Thursday and Friday and basically just staying in the water for about four or five hours and uh, soaking that up. But it's always fun to drop into gyms and see the different uh, setups and cultures and and uh, ways that gyms operate and I consistently find out that the gym that I'm at has a really good setup as far as community goes. Um, I, I When I drop in I'm usually the one that'll kind of initiate the uh, high fives or giving someone knuckles after a workout and you know saying good job nice work um, and then the other thing I found is that our gym does a really good job of keeping uh, their their space clean and keeping our equipment clean. So kudos to those of you involved in keeping our culture up, keeping things happy, keeping the vibe up. I'm very grateful for the location that I'm at, and I get reminded of that when I stop in to different gyms and whatnot. So let's talk a little bit about some anxiety. So where we're going to start today is on vision. Uh, I, I, I use this in a variety of different aspects of my life, and it's very important when you have a goal, um, especially if you're someone that wants to be in a space where you can manage your anxiety, it's good to see what that looks like in the absence of anxiety. So uh, I posted a quote today from Ben Bergeron, and if you don't know him, he is CrossFit New England. He's Katrin David's daughter's coach. He's Matt Fraser's coach. Uh, he's a part owner in Noble. 
Um, he has a really good podcast, has a really good book. He just has a really good outlook, and he's someone that I look up to. Um, he's a little bit of a mentor. Um, I don't ever talk to him, but your mentor doesn't have to be someone that you have face-to-face with, but you can use their information and um, you know apply it to your life and, and get some very good results. And, and the quote goes like this. This is a process, acknowledging where you are, identifying where you want to be, and breaking it down into pieces. Excellence is a matter of steps. Excel at this one, then that one, and then the one after that, and so on. And so when it comes to mental health, when it comes to healing, what you want to do is paint a pretty picture of what that looks like to you. What healing and being healed completely looks like. So for me, I, I had this vision of where I wanted to be, and it's actually, you know, it's it's come to pass many years ago, actually, uh, being that I was in such a bad place. Like now I get to create these even better, unimaginable places in my mind that I want to go versus just being in a spot where I don't freak myself out on a daily basis. So what you want to do, whether you're a visual or a literal person, like a literal person would write this out and take notes and do bullet points and you know organize it that way. A visual person would kind of draw it out and then write details and however you want to do it. And I just suggest putting it down on paper, either through words or pictures, because it's good to post that somewhere so you can revisit it on a daily basis. So then you can kind of visit that when you get up and you can visit that before you go to bed. I usually will do mine um, right away in the morning and it's become a habitual thing. And I'll talk about habits later on in the episode as well, but that vision. So that's the, the end game. That's the point that you want to be at. And so what you start to do is you start to dissect that vision and work your way backwards until you get to the point of where you're at today. And you fill in the spaces in between here and there. And then you focus on those little spaces versus how do I get from where I'm at to the end game? It's just like looking, standing at the bottom of a mountain and your anxiety is the mountain. At the top of the mountain is being anxiety free or being able to manage your anxiety. Now you can't just take one step and jump to the top of the mountain. You have to take all these little steps, keep climbing and getting to these plateaus and then climbing again, getting to a plateau, climbing again, having a setback where you have to backtrack and go back around and going over rivers and finding these navigational points that are going to feel like you're getting a setback, but you're still moving in the right direction. And so if you can look at that top of the mountain and scan the mountain and try to map out the navigational steps that you need to get to the top of the mountain, that's what's going to help you heal. Is you take increment by increment, step by step, obstacle by obstacle, and worry about that versus like, how am I going to climb this giant mountain to get to the top, which is where I want to be. Anything is, is, is accomplished little by little and step by step. And, and this is something that I've learned, not necessarily just studying anxiety, but in entrepreneurship, in goal setting, in weight loss, in, you know, sport, it's everywhere in business, you know, family, you just take these little things on and worry about the minutia, the little details, and eventually they add up. And then you look back and turn around from where you started and you're like, man, I'm, I'm halfway up this damn hill. I can't believe it. And then you walk a little farther and you're like, man, 
I'm three quarters of the way up this damn hill. Look at how far I've come. Rather than saying, man, I have to go from here all the way up to the top. I'm never going to get there. But if you look down at your feet and you say, I just got to take one step forward today, it's pretty doable. So this is why vision is so important. Detail it, write it down, be descriptive as possible. The, the more descriptive, not descriptive, that's that Norwegian part of me coming out again. The more descriptive you can be, the easier it is to see it. And when you can see it, then you can believe it. Like if you see it in your head, it's easier to believe. But when you're trying to find this um, unattainable, this uh, unimaginable thing, it's so hard to picture it. It's so hard to believe that it's possible because you can't see it. You know, I don't even know who I came across that said it. So you got you to gotta see it to believe it. But you also got to believe it to see it. So on top of the vision, you have to believe that you can get to that top. It's easier to believe that you can get to the top of the mountain by taking on little baby steps than figuring one giant leap to get to the top. It's easier to believe that you can do that if you start accomplishing these little tasks, these little steps forward. And I'll talk about that later on the show here about habits. That's the way to get to the top of the mountain. So I hope that helps. Try to find a vision, try to be super descriptive, try to draw a picture, try to write it out, every little detail that you want for your best life without anxiety, without mental health issues. Now you can manage them if that's easier to think about than them being gone. Getting to a point of management seems more attainable than just them being gone. For the most part, mine is gone right now, but it still is there. So I, I keep myself in a safety net. So when it does rear its ugly head, I'm prepared and I'm ready and I'm able to tackle it once again, step by step, little by little vision, check it out. Think about it. Do a little research, you know, any of this stuff that I say, do a little research, look it up on Google. Um, there's tons of information on this, this process and this, this way to operate. So take a look at it. So next up, I got a question here on what are my habits? Like what are the things that pay off and, and have the most benefit for me? And I, I have talked about this quite a bit, um, and it, it's very much in line with my values. And so, uh, number one is I take care of my health first, whether it's mental or physical. And in the morning, I'm, you know, the physical aspect, I will do some sort of cold exposure, uh, depending upon the day, especially if I work out in the morning, I'll do a cold shower. Um, but I also have a freezer in my garage that I, I get into quite a bit now that's filled back up <laughs> and, uh, it's right around, uh, I think 45 degrees right now. And so I'll get in there for about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but when I'm in there, I'm working on my breath work and just focusing on my breath work. And that's my way to meditate these days and my meditation evolves. And so cold exposure, breath work, meditation are three that I highly recommend for your physical, which will correlate or benefit your mental. The other thing I do is I will read or listen to an audiobook. Um, learning, you always want to be learning. The more information, the, the better you can paint a picture, not necessarily just by your knowledge base, but the vocabulary that you gain. Um, Jim Rohn does a really good of, uh, example of expressing how there was a study of prison inmates. And what they found was something that was surprising that the behavioral issues was correlated to vocabulary. Now people that, and I may have talked about this on the show as well, but 
people that have a really hard time expressing themselves through a lack of vocabulary also have behavioral issues. So if you have the inability to express, you're going to be frustrated and you're going to act out in other ways to express. And the ability to perceive our life is amplified by the, our, our ability to express and perceive and understand. And a level of understanding comes with an increase of knowledge. And so many, many years ago, the breakthrough that I had with my mental health was in personal development. And I was always someone that said that I'm, I'm not a reader, I'm not a reader, I'm not a reader. And so I, I stopped myself before I started. But then I found my one way, which was audiobooks. And I just went on a tear. And I don't even know how many books I've read over the years now, but I try to do a little bit every day. And so those are the, the main things that I do in the morning is, you know, the, the breath work, whether it's uh, in cold exposure or just sitting. And before I read, I'll do that meditation, reading, I read my values, I read my vision, I read my, I believe, I do some mantras, um, and then, you know, I kind of go about my day. What I do for physical, um, more often than not, I'll do my lemon juice with Himalayan sea salt and water, uh, just to kind of get my electrolytes back up. Um, I drink about 24 to 30 ounces of water early in the day, and then I'll hydrate around activity. That's something that I stole from Sam Dancer. Uh, I just get a lot of water early on in the day and it just kind of helps me stay hydrated throughout the day, especially if I'm sore, I'll get my hydration up. Uh, then at night, uh, we do Ramwad, um, which is basically like active recovery and yoga mixed together, range of motion quad. I highly suggest checking that out. Obviously I do CrossFit. I'm a CrossFitter. I'm a L2 coach, but I'm also an athlete. Uh, signed up for the Granite Games throwdown here in September. So we got a team of old guys, a uh, team of three. We are uh, Dwight, Schru Dwight, Schru Dwight Schrute from The Office. He uh, started a gym once upon a time in one of the episodes. It was called Dwight's Gym for Muscles. And so our team name is Gym for Muscles. So it's pretty sweet. Pretty excited about it. Uh, it's with my brother and then uh, Mitch, another guy from our gym, that he's actually a year older than me. And uh, once we came back, he started at the gym. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for like 25 years or so. Probably not that long, but it seemed like it. So we're all competing in that. And um, so I'm training for that. But I do a lot of recovery and um, accessory work. And so I'm talking about habits. The main one that I suggest for you is starting with two or three things that you do every morning that's going to help, just like I said with the vision, help you step forward towards that vision, that end game, that healing that you want for yourself. Is Just do two or three things that are going to benefit you. I suggest meditation. I suggest breath work. Meditation is going to look different for everybody, and there's tons of different forms of breath work. You can do box breathing. You can do the Wim Hof method. You can do Pranayama. There's all kinds of apps out there for that. There's a Calm app that does meditation. There's Insight Timer app that does meditation. There's Brain.fm, which is an app that does meditation. So there's tons of stuff out there. Just start a habit. And then you can um, add more to it or interchange things. If the breath work isn't working for you, take that out. If the meditation is not working for you, take that out. Hopefully those two do work for you. 
Um, and if they do, do them every day. It doesn't take long. I think both of those take me about five to eight minutes total. So it's really easy to fit in. And then the reason that I read my values, my I believe, my vision is to stay on top of that anxiety bug that kind of pops its ugly head up and scares me every once in a while is I stay on top of that stuff because that was the stuff that made the biggest difference was reading that on a consistent basis, reading the vision of where I wanted to go, reading the values so my decision-making is easier, reading the I believe, uh, the mantras to kind of keep me on track when I start to stray. And consistent effort over time is going to be your biggest buddy in this journey. And so the last one, I had a question on how do you relinquish control? It says, can you speak to anxiety and having issues giving up control? For example, I don't like... People helping me with stuff, I have a routine for or assisting in projects I started at work. So, I, I you know, and control is a major part of anxiety. And that's, that's a, a secondary um, symptom to anxiety is that we have this illusion of control. And we're trying to control future outcomes. And we're trying to control things in our life so they don't scare us or they don't hurt us or they don't affect our lives negatively as we try to control situations. And part of anxiety is... We think that worrying is going to help us control the outcome. And we think that if I do certain things myself, the outcome is going to be better. And so it's kind of a correlate to just general anxiety is this illusion of control. Now, tasks and assignments and I mean, that's, that's a little bit more business orientated, but like in general, generally speaking, there is this illusion of control that gives us some sort of comfort but it's not real comfort because control is an illusion and it's something that can drive us crazy. And the biggest part of anxiety is that we think that our worry and our trying to hold things from coming, hold them back from coming at us is that we have control over the situation or we sit and think about what might happen so we can have control over our reaction. And so it's something to really investigate within yourself is why do I need control? And it, it, you'll, you'll figure it out pretty quickly, and it's to keep yourself safe um, and not necessarily from harm, not necessarily from um, being a victim, not necessarily from getting hurt, from getting burned, from fear, but it's just a way to keep yourself safe in general. Like, from, like if it's a project at work, from things going bad or things not being done right or having to do rework. It's like this control thing. And, you know, the Dalai Lama, any kind of Buddhist um, practice, will speak a little bit about the illusion of control and the ability to react to things as they come versus trying to anticipate them, trying to anticipate your response, trying to anticipate what actually might happen in life and trying to anticipate how this might hurt us. And anticipation when it comes to anxiety is that illusion of control. It's not real. And unfortunately it, it rears its ugly head just like anxiety does. And we think that any kind of time we spend time under tension for trying to expedite the pain that something down the road might cause is wrapped up in our worry and our time spent in worry that is going to save us. But in fact, it, it keeps us from enjoying life. It keeps us from experience. It keeps us from really finding that joy within ourselves 
because we are so worried. And I was the same way. I was so worried that this pain was going to like take over my life. And I was going to, because I was hurt. I was a hurting person. And I, I was worried about being hurt more. And it wasn't just one thing that hurt me. There was a series of things. And so I was worried about everything hurting me. And getting past that was like, okay, I'm going to try, stop trying to control everything. What I can control is what goes into my mind and what habits I do and how I take care of myself. Everything else I really can't control. I can't control other people. I can't control life events. Now I can prepare for them, which is my control. So I, I took my focus from external and turned it internal. So what I focus on for my control is my habits, my rituals, uh, taking care of my body and mind on a daily basis and focus on that control because I have control over that stuff. So if, if you're struggling with this, it, one thing to do, um, if it's, if it's struggling with anxiety from relinquishing control to other people, start with small tasks, little things that you know you're going to be okay with relinquishing control of is just, you know, float someone alone say, okay, I, I want you to help with this part of the task and that's it. And then walk away and try not to hover and try not to, you know, to uh, watch over their back. And, and, you know, as a, as a, as a manager, and, and it's just hard to do, it's just hard to let go and, and trust that the person that you work with is going to take care of the job. Now, when it comes to life events, and this is something that I had to find out the hard way, but you know, as a parent, you worry 24 seven about something happening to your kids. And if that's all you think about, it's going to drive you insane. So what you need to do is flip that on its head and be like, well, I'm going to prepare the best that I can that should something happen to my kids, I'm going to be a fixed point, rock solid person for them to lean on whoever it may be, if it's something that unfortunately terrible happens to your kids, be there for your other family members and know that you're going to grieve or be able to deal with that in the best way possible and the healthiest way possible by every day working on those habits that will um, give you the ability to do that when you need it. It's like moving the needle. I talked about that on the, uh, the continuum is moving the needle over every day because when something bad happens, you're going to go to contentment rather than being distraught. Now you can still find like the sadness and the grief in contentment, deal with those emotions and then continue to tick back towards joy when, you know, the stuff hits the fan. When you turn your focus of control from the external to internal, you're going to be better prepared to deal with real life situations. That's what I found over time is that I took, um, less merit or less, uh, I, I gave less value to external events and more value to how I dealt with myself on a day-to-day -day basis in order to prepare for those life events. And, and that's, that's only a, the, that's the best way to explain it is, is flip that control from what you can actually control, which is what goes into your body, what goes into your mind and how you, how well you know yourself 
I hope that helps. You guys got any more questions on any of these? Let me know. Um, I'll do my best to make this uh, regular once again now that we're done traveling a little bit. Um, again, go to DreamStateMeds, DreamStateMeds.com. Use the promo code ANXIETYWAD at the checkout to get a 10% discount on all of their CBD products. Uh, it is hemp CBD, so it is legal in all 50 states. I want to thank you guys for tuning in here. Uh, I'm going to start doing a little bit more with mindset versus just anxiety. Um, I, I have had a few questions of just mindset in general, whether it's as an athlete, whether it's as a dad, whether it's as a husband, and just mind state for general life. So things are evolving. Uh, we might see a new name to the podcast at some point. I'm floating around a few ideas for that, and uh, we'll just see. Thank you for tuning in, tuning in, and have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out. See you.